Okay, good morning, beloved. Welcome to beloved. Um, so for the ones who are joining us online, I have a little link below this video. And if you click on that link, it's going to open up to a PDF file that's going to have all the scripture verses today. Um, so today we're taking a very important topic. I wanted to begin the year with this, but uh, I chose not to. But it's, uh, it's the last Sunday of the year. So I wanted to still cover it. Um, so I'm going to talk about what sin is. Okay, and so it's going to set us free. Uh, we're going to look at scripture. We'll, we'll try and see if we can finish it all today. Otherwise, we'll take another, uh, we'll take another Wednesday. We'll go into part two of it. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, every time, even when I look at the word, I'm also growing. My understanding in the word is also growing in that. So I've put a lot of things together, uh, a lot of things intermingled with each other. Okay, so uh, uh, even as I sometimes uh, I'm sharing with you and speaking it by faith, I, I get a lot, lot of things sometimes even while I'm speaking and sometimes I even hear it back myself because I get it uh, for the first time. So, um, okay, we're going to go in that. Uh, so let's just uh, <clears throat> begin in, uh, let's go right to Genesis. Okay, and I've just put there Genesis chapter 1 and 2. I want you to open it in your Bibles. Uh, so go with me. If you don't have your Bibles, I'm just going to read it. I'm reading Genesis chapter 1. And I'm reading, I'm going to just take a few verses. So flow with me, okay? Because uh, I want you to see something for yourself. So verse 26, okay? Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, this is after God made everything. He made the sun, the moon, the stars. He made the beast of the earth and the cattle according to its kind, everything that's creeping. And then God said in verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our image. Okay, it means in our resemblance. It means in our similitude. That's what it means in Hebrew. Okay, if you look at it. And then it says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Means in, in my similarity, in my resemblance, just like me. Okay. And now see what it says. Let them have dominion. Dominion, that means something to subdue. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all, all of the earth. Anything that is creeping on the earth. Over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created both male and female. And then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. That means you're going to multiply after your kind. A seed always multiplies after its kind. Correct? We talked about an apple seed will give birth to many apple trees. A cow today is just giving birth to more cows. A cow is not giving birth to a lion. Right? So from the seed, everything multiplies after the seed. Okay? Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. That means... Take kabja over it, in how in Hindi they say, or, or bring it into subjection, because I've given you dominion over it, okay? And have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now see what God said, and God said, see, I have given you every herb, every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food. That means we were only supposed to eat first grass. Okay. Also to every beast of the earth. 
to every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food. That means even to the animals and everything, they were supposed to be eat herbs. Okay? After the fall, the lion started eating the deer and things like that. Okay? And see this. Then God, then God saw everything that he had made and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. On the seventh day, it says God rested. Okay? Now I want you to turn with me to uh, chapter 2, verse 15. Now God placed Adam and Eve in the garden, okay? And they were supposed to tend the garden, meaning keep the garden, okay? <clears throat> then the Lord took, took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden, you may eat freely. But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that means it's good and there's evil, you shall not eat, for in the day that you shall eat it, you shall surely die. That means death is going to come about. Adam and Eve, that means, were not supposed to die. Right? They were just supposed to live on. That was, that was God's intention that you just live. Okay? You are not supposed to be a mortal being. And so he said, if you partake of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So what was bringing about death? It was the consciousness of good and evil that means you know to do good but then you also know that this is wrong and the consequence of that is going to bring about death it's going to end your life it's going to bring about death in you okay and god said it is not good and then he makes uh eve okay now look at this temptation and the fall i'm quickly going to read verse three uh, chapter three now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the lord god had made and he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Okay. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Did God say you will die? He said you will die. But the serpent says, you will not die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open. That means to tell Adam and Eve that right now your eyes are shut. Okay? Your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw, now see, where, where is sin first conceived? I want you to see. It is not in the act. Way before the act comes, First sin is conceived in your thoughts. And what is the sin that led to the action? Is first a separation from him. That's why I say everything begins with who you are. It begins with your oneness. The more you believe in your identity, everything you do flows out of that oneness. Long before people are doing silly things today, it's because they already see themselves separated from him. They see themselves as God and me. And the more you start seeing yourself in your union, everything, the doing part flows from your union with him. Okay? So now look at this. Long before Eve or Adam is going even, it doesn't matter Adam or Eve. They were one. So who partook what? Okay? Uh, long before she even takes the fruit, where is sin conceived? First, where is the separation? In her mind, in the thoughts. Okay? 
And when the woman saw, now see this, now he is reasoning with her. Okay, that no, this is a lie that God has not said it. You're not going to die. Your eyes are going to be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Okay, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, she's seeing it and that it is pleasant to the eyes. Looking at it, coming into us, uh, coming into uh, going with her senses and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took up its fruit and ate. Where did person originate? Where were they slaves to? Where did Eve first become a slave? To his voice. A voice came. God's voice was, my children, Adam, I put you in this. You can eat of everything I've given you. Just don't eat of this because I do not want you to die. It's going to bring about mortality. You're just going to, you're going to die. I want you to live forever. They were made to be, uh, be living forever. Okay. And then another voice comes and says, no, maybe God is lying. Don't listen to him. Listen to me. And in the fact of obeying that voice and going with that separation from him first, in her thoughts, now she partakes of the fruit and death comes in. Okay. Now I want you to see, I, I quickly want to read, I put a verse down there called James <clears throat> in your notes. James 1.13. Okay. I bring it all together. I might read everything together and then just bring it home together at the end. James 1.13. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. In another version, it says, each one is tempted first in the thoughts. And then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And still when it's full grown, it brings birth to death. Long before Eve sinned or partook of the tree, there was first separation in her mind. She chose to believe something erroneous. She chose a lie. And from believing wrong, that she is separated. That means God is not for her in some way that, that this voice is so, sort of for me. And she took on that thought and now she goes and partakes something. So first comes separation and then comes what she did. The act came afterwards. Okay. And sin comes into the world. Okay. Now, and because of sin, death came into the world. Okay. So now people think that Sin is something that you do. Sin is not something that you do. Adam sinned. And so what, what happened before the fall? Okay, so I put, a, I put a picture reference there. We keep going to that picture reference. I just clicked a snapshot of it. Okay, for those who are watching us online, I put it in the, in the notes. Okay, you can't really see that. But if you look at the notes, you'll have it. So I, I, put, I put four pictures there. Adam before the fall, Adam after the fall, redemption that happens and the process of you getting saved. There are four, I, I put four different pictures. Okay. Adam before the fall. So was Adam spiritually alive? I did a series on I am resurrection. Hear it. Okay. It talks about when Adam saw Eve for the first time, it talks about, I, I've chosen the word, uh, the word in Greek for eyes being opened or when he saw her naked is Aram and Erom. And it means in one, when he saw her naked, it means that he saw her complete. There was nothing lacking. 
and that same after the fall when he sees her it's almost like one eye shut and another eye opened and now it is erom and he can see barrenness that means adam fell into a realm one eye shut and now even if he wanted to see certain things he can't see it okay so what happened adam was spiritually alive god breathed his life and he was spirit soul and body and that's the time when he had dominion over everything so they brought the animals to him and whatever adam called it so it was and he walked in a state of dominion the minute adam sinned partook of the tree of knowledge what does it say of knowledge that means of awareness of good consciousness of good and of evil it led about to death and where did death happen he spiritually died his spirit died okay and after his spirit died guess now what happens to the soul you're a three part being you're a spirit soul and body okay your soul is much more than your mind your mind your will your imaginations everything okay but guess what happened after his spirit died who he was supposed to obey he started now because now the flesh is already dead sin is in the flesh he started going by his sense realm and by default you and me we become slaves of whatever we obey whatever voice you obey you become a slave like for example you're in a workplace you're an employer if you're working for somebody and if you're taking orders from that person you're a slave to that person as in you're working for them that's what it means i am the employer you are the employee you're supposed to listen to me when adam chose not to hear his father's voice he chose by default to hear somebody else by default you became a slave and that's why the god of this world is called the devil sin entered the blood and then even if you wanted to now you couldn't sin ruled you and you became we became slaves to sin god's children made in his image was supposed to the entire soul was supposed to be like him but that never happened and so what happens when the spirit died now the spirit is no more in dominion god cannot tell his children what his nature is like they've been separated spiritually dead and now the flesh starts taking onus this flesh starts taking governance and starts dictating that soul of yours and so as a child you are programmed into death from the tree of knowledge of good and evil and that's what it is you go to schools and we get taught certain things and the doctors are feeding and this entire world is in a cycle of sin and death and your soul came into that cycle of sin and death programmed to just die and everything that you know today all the even the information that you have is all from your sense realm all from everything that this tree of knowledge of good and evil has taught you right at certain age this will happen at 23 you get married at 25 you'll have a baby at uh, you know 28 they should get married or whatever i mean at 40 they should get married things like that and you've been programmed and it's a death cycle and then so this is what happens so so why are we sinners or why do you sin you don't sin because uh it's not what you do that makes you a sinner it's what adam did just like the way diseases enter your hereditary right they say that my mother had it my father had it and so i have it yeah that's true is because sin is in the blood and so even as adam sinned the whole world that means if adam now is the first born son right he's the first son that god made now after he spiritually dies whoever his descendants are will all be spiritually dead people you understand 
and that's why sin enters the blood and because sin enters the blood people sin so adam fell and he got an identity of a sinner he became a sinner by default he became a slave to sin and because he is a sinner he sins and so will everyone born of him so the whole world entered sin because adam sinned so you and i are sinners not because you go and do silly things that doesn't make you a sinner we were sinners because adam sinned okay so now let's read are you getting this try not to fall asleep try not to get distracted flow with me okay <clears throat> romans 5:12 okay when adam sinned i'm reading romans 5:12 it's in your notes do you want me to put it up on sheen's screen share is it better for you okay let me let me put up some some words there Okay, let me get that on screen. Sorry. Okay. Let's get this. So allow the word to fall in you because it's going to bless you guys okay now see this romans 5 12 i think i've taken it from the passion translation see this <clears throat> when adam sinned when adam sinned sin entered the world so you're a sinner not because of what you do is because adam sinned adam sinned brought death so death spread to everyone for everyone sin everyone sin because adam sin are you understanding after the seed everything multiplies so if adam is a dead person is a spiritually dead person then everyone that is born from adam they're all spiritually dead okay yes people sinned even before the law was given but it was not accounted as sin because there was not yet any law to break still everyone died from the time of adam to the time of moses what does this what does this mean you know when adam sinned god had not instructed the law the 10 commandments right the 10 commandments came when adam was there you know why the 10 commandments were given the 10 commandments were only given so that man would know that there's sin in him because man thought that there's no sin in him so death reigned but people just didn't know that there was sin in them okay that's what it means so people sinned even before the law was given but it was not accounted as sin because there was not yet any law to break if i tell you if the government today modi says don't wear red you can keep wearing red and you've not done anything wrong but suppose now a law is said don't wear red now if you wear red now you're guilty that you've broken something a law you're guilty of sin that's what the law does makes each one guilty so that no one can boast that they're without sin Okay, so see this. But it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. Still, everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses. Even those who did not disobey an explicit command of God, as Adam did. That means it's saying that even though the commandment was was not given to his generation, it was given to Adam. But because Adam sinned, everyone is a sinner. Okay, 
Now, Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ who has yet to come. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. So how did we die? How are people dying today? Is not because they are sinning. It's because Adam sinned. It's in the blood. That's why redemption and your union. And I'm going to go into deeper truths with that, okay? For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this one other man, Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation. I told you, every time you do something wrong, it's your heart is guilty. You get condemned. And condemnation leads to death. That means I've done something wrong. Condemnation is telling all your cells in your body that it's defeated. And that's why the more you're waking up to righteousness, every cell in your body is waking up to righteousness. That's how high immunity is happening in your body. Okay. But even, okay. So look, look at verse 16. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of, of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to are being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. This is where justification of faith comes in. For God's Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though, even though we are guilty of many sins. That's why you're not righteous by what you do today. You're righteous. Why are we righteous? Why are you at right standing with God? apart from your works is because one man paid the price for you. That's why it's called righteousness by faith. You are righteous in Christ. Okay. For the sin of this one man, Adam caused death to rule over you. So why is death ruling over man? It's because Adam sinned. That's why death rules. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it now see this, the more I'm waking up to righteousness by faith, we'll talk about how you separate the flesh, right? Guess what is going to happen? It will, I will be able to live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. That means there is a judgment that is going on in this world. It's the law of sin and death. And if I want to be out of it and not be a partaker of it in, in any way, I have to live my life by faith. So my identity, the minute Adam fell, spirit died, flesh takes over. Flesh is already, your, your, uh, your, uh, your body died. Sin and death entered this body. And everything that his mind and his soul was programmed after that was through this realm. It was a death mindset that came into Adam. Okay, and that's where the second picture is. Where after he fell, okay, look at that second picture which I put there. After he fell, this is what happened. Do you know that the body didn't just begin to die? Adam progressively learned to die. That's why before people were living for a thousand years. And then death began to come in progressively. Okay? So what, what was death? His soul began to just get programmed by this, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Completely destroyed. And now, so we saw that you're not a sinner by what you do. Sin is a state of being. That means the minute Adam fell, 
Adam was spiritually dead person and now he's a sinner and sinners give birth to other sinners. Okay, now let's look down, okay. Uh, verse 18, yes, Adam's one sin brought condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings right relationship with God and a new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God. Who disobeyed God? Adam disobeyed God, not you. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. So again, how are you a sinner? Not because of what you do. So people will say that, oh, I don't go to church or I, you know, I missed it here. I yelled at somebody. I stole some. I committed adultery and I'm a sinner because of the things you do. No, no, no. You do those things because you're a sinner. Everything you do comes out of who you are. A dog will bark. A cat will meow. Everyone is doing things out of who they are, from their, from their identity. From who you are comes what you do. So similarly, because Adam sinned, and then Adam became a sinner. And so everyone born of him are sinners. And now what do sinners do? Sinners sin. By default, you were a slave of sin. Okay. Look at this. Verse 19. But because another person obeyed God, second man comes, Adam, and Jesus obeys God, many will be made righteous. Everything produces after its seed. When you got born again, that seed has come into you. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. Your identity now is a spiritual identity. Very important. The reason why I'm taking this message, if you want to see divine health in your body, if you want to rule over things and reign, you need to know sin is not something you do. Adam was a sinner. It was a state of being. And because he's a sinner, he sins. And now through Christ, you become a son of God, born of another seed, the incorruptible seed, one spirit. And through that seed, everything that you do comes after that seed. Okay, now see this, verse 20. God's law was given so that people could see how sinful they are. I told you, why was the law given? And up until the law, you won't even know what sin is. So then it says in the Bible, thou shall not covet. So now if I covet, oh, I know that's sin. So man didn't even know he had sin. Imagine they're God's children gone away, living by the dictates of the devil and they don't even know it. And so Adam just began to sleep. Adam fell asleep. That's what it means to be spiritually dead. And by default, he became a slave to the world, to sin and death, calling bad things good. And imagine a father seeing his children lost, his dear children, who he was supposed to write on, the, uh, on their heart. They've gone away from him, held bound to the devil, and they can't do anything about it. And by default, they're going to call, they're going to like certain things. That's what sin does. Okay, and now one father sends Jesus now to bring you and me back home to him. And even as he's come back, that's why he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Now that he's come in, so people get born again and they think that's it. But that soul of yours that was destroyed by the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that needs to get redeemed, that needs to get saved. And even as that's getting saved, to the extent it's getting saved, you're seeing that life manifest even around you. That's what's happening. Okay, it's a process. That's why it's called work out your salvation by fear and trembling. It doesn't mean work out your salvation to get right with God. It's talking about in every experience, in every trial now that you, you comes your way. The Holy Spirit is there convicting you of your righteousness. And then you're overcoming it. 
because he's already overcome. You're learning to be still. You're learning to stand, endure. Put that thing down under your feet and reign over it through righteousness. Okay? Now look at this. Now what is the one sin? So we talked about you are not a sinner because of what you do. Correct? We saw all of that. We are sinners because Adam sinned. Adam sinned. Sin came in the bloodline. He became a sinner and now anyone who's born from Adam's descendants are all sinners. The whole world has become sinners because of that one man. Okay? You see a dog, if there is a DNA, like a, a, you know, like a husky, at some point there was a gene. And then everyone, they're born out with that one blue eye or whatever, it just goes on. It comes out of that seed and then everything born of that seed. Okay? Verse 20. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they are. That's it. Not to keep it because he knows there is sin in you. That's why the law just shows sin. So you tell someone, don't sleep around. Are they'll sleep around more. You don't because it, the law entices sin. That means it, it just shows up. They'll have more desire for it. Okay. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they are. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people, that means even if I wanted to, it just ruled over me. Because Adam sinned, I became a sinner. Without Christ, it will just rule over me. That's why how much ever you tell psychology, psychology can't help person to get good. Because they're sinners. Sinners will give birth to other sinners and they're just trying in their own effort. At the end, it will still be five years they may not smoke. Sixth year, they will make up for all the smoking they didn't do. Or the drinking they didn't do. Okay? So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life. What is eternal life in John? When they asked him, what is eternal life? And Jesus said, this is eternal life that you may know, have an experiential knowledge of the father. That means you've come back home to me now. Kids, come on now. I want to be father to you. You're just like me. Okay. And knowing Jesus whom he sent and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Okay. Now it talks about Romans 6, if you want to read, okay, where it talks about shall we sin? What is sin? It says, uh, okay, let's quickly go. Let me read Romans 6, okay? I'm going to read a few things here and there and then bring it together. <clears throat> Can I read Romans 6? I've not put it up there. I've read it before, but very, very important, okay? Uh, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? What did Jesus die to? Jesus went on the cross. This entire sin and death, Jesus died to it. Because, understand, Adam sinned. He became a sinner. And now, even if he doesn't want to, he is he is a slave of sin. He will just keep doing bad things. Adam gives birth to Cain. And what happened? Cain, skill Cain kills Abel. Where did that come from? Because Adam is a sinner. It's in his blood. And now by default, everyone is just doing bad things. Okay? Because it's in the blood. Okay? Now what happens? You became a slave to sin and death. Jesus comes, redeemed you. That's why in Hebrews it says, He has destroyed the one who had power of death. It's under your feet now. And he was our identification. That means that's what your baptism, if you've got baptized, that's what it means. If, even if you're not baptized, it means spiritual baptism. That means you're going down, you died with him. That means sin 
and death has no dominion over you. That's why I don't allow it to rule you anymore. That's why if you see it now, you have absolute dominion to subdue it. Are you following what I'm saying? Okay. What is the, <clears throat> let me read. Uh, okay, so I, I read that, right? We are no longer slaves to sin. It says in verse six, for he who died has been freed from sin. Okay. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, that means Rishi, having been raised from the dead, Sheetal, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over you. Okay? For the death that he died, that means Jesus died, he died to noun sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Now see verse 11. So important, guys. Chew on this. Likewise, you also, likewise, similarly, you also reckon yourselves, mean think, think of yourself, believe that you are dead to sin because it is a spiritual truth, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey in its lusts and do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Now see this. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under law, but under grace. You know, he has set you free completely. Now he separated the two. Okay? What is sin? What is sin? So we talked about, you are not a sinner because of what you do. We are a sinner. We were sinners because Adam sinned, it came in the bloodline. What does God define sin as? Romans 14.22. Okay? Do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Happy is the one who does not condemn himself in what he approves, but he who doubts is condemned if he eats because he who does not eat from faith, because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith is sin. Whatever is not from faith is sin. We talked about last week of flesh and spirit, right? Okay, I've taken the word flesh from the Greek. Okay, now look at this. Flesh means S-A-R-X, okay, in the Greek. It is referring to making decisions, actions according to yourself. That means anything that is done apart from faith, apart from, independent from God's, God's working, inside working. What did Eve do? She went in the flesh. Okay, that means she didn't go by faith. I told you, God's, our journey with the Father was supposed to begin by faith. So where did it come from? It's she being, that means independent of God in that, making her own decision. What is flesh? It means anything proceeding out of the unchanged part of us that is not transformed by God. Do you know when God told Abraham that I'm going to give you, you're, you're going to have many descendants. And by faith, he said, he told Abraham that I'm going to give you, you're going to have a son. And so now Abraham is waiting, Abraham is waiting. Now years have passed, years have, years have passed. And now they're like wondering, like, is it going to happen? Because I'm old, my body's also not working. And so now what does Abraham do? What does Sarah look and say like, oh my God, let me help God. And so now she goes and gets Hagar and says, Hagar, go sleep with my man. And through Hagar comes Ishmael. And it says in Romans that there is a difference between the children of flesh are not God's children, but the children of promise. What does that mean? That means with God, everything is by faith. What, why was she, what was her act that was called flesh? Because she did it independent of faith. Independent of faith. That means it was her own decision, carnal, independent of God. By herself, she went and did something 
and today we are still reaping it. That's where all the whole, the Muslim generation and everything comes from. Okay? One act of flesh, that means independent of faith. And that's why whatever is not of faith is sin. Okay? Now, what is the sin today? So we talked about you're not a sinner. Sin is not something you do. Sin is a state of being. So Adam sinned. Adam sinned. And so everyone from his descendants became sinners, 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 sinners. It's a state of being. Okay? Now you get born again. Okay? How do you get born again? So what is the one sin today why people perish? People are not perishing because, oh, this guy is an alcoholic. He beat his wife up. This guy slept with somebody, committed adultery. They are not perishing because they are, they are doing in the flesh. There is one sin that God calls is sin today. Let's read that in John 3. Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. He cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. That which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of spirit is spirit. See, there are two. There are two here. Whatever is born of flesh is flesh. That means of human descent. My fleshly identity is with my mother. But my spiritual identity is not with my mother. That which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of spirit is spirit. Now, I'm going down to verse uh, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. That means, oh, let me tell you how bad you are. To condemn the world. But the world through him might be saved. Now see this, verse 18. He who believes in him is not condemned. How, you, how do you come out of condemnation of this cycle, of this world? By coming in Christ, by getting born again. That's what, when you're having communion, you are celebrating your co-union with him. So that you can escape the judgment that is in the world. That means the patterns and cycles of this world. That, that, so that you can escape the law of sin and death. So that if you want to have resurrection life in your body, that's how you do it. Okay? He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already. Does it say you'll get condemned if you don't believe? You're already condemned. Papa, you're in this world. You're a sinner. Sinners give birth to more sinners. So even if you don't, if, even if you think you're right, you're still wrong, Baba. Because right is not something what you do that makes you holy. So that's why people think I'm living a holy life. I don't understand that also. It doesn't make sense to me. Adam sinned. Everyone is a sinner. Now that sinner can do some good things, but he's still a sinner. A sinner doing some good things. Because it's a state of being. And then you come in Christ. And now you're righteous. And that righteous man can sometimes do some silly things, but it doesn't change who he is. It's a state of being. Okay? It's not what you do. It's who you are. Okay? Now see this. So, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. The way out is in Christ. Not a God. The God. It's Christ. Jesus. Okay? And this is the condemnation. See this. That the light has come into the world. That Jesus has come into the world. 
but men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil for every every one practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light least their deeds should be exposed but he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they've been done in god what is the what is the sin of today there's only one sin if people people are perishing it's because of not what they are doing not the deeds that you're doing that's why you don't go to people and say like you know when people have experiences and i've, I've seen that uh, on uh, some tv channels and people say they 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 say experiences of god was judging them of this and this and this and, but it's against scripture you know if it doesn't align with the word the new covenant word i don't receive it i don't take it and your experiences will change even as you align you start believing right okay now what does it say what is the sin today the work of the holy spirit john 16 but now i go away to him who sent me and none of you asks me where are you going but because i have said these things to you sorrow has filled your heart nevertheless i tell you the truth it is to your advantage that i go away for if i do not go away the helper will not come to you but if i depart i will send him to you and when he has come see this he will convict the world of sin he is convicting the world of one sin okay he convict the world of sin of righteousness and of judgment of sin what is the sin that they do not believe in me so what is the sin today is not what you do you are either in christ or you are not in christ you are either a son or you are a sinner are you understanding it's a state of being so sin is not something you do okay it's a state of being sinners sin sons of god cannot okay and we'll talk about the separation of flesh and spiritual identity okay for that see this so there's only one sin today that they do not believe in me that's the one sin not that you're sleeping around not that you're beating your wife up not that you're getting drunk somewhere these are not sins outward okay one sin that you don't believe in me because in him is forgiveness and then it says of righteousness because i go to the father that's now where you and i are that's what the holy spirit is doing now fit filling that 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 fourth picture that fifth picture which i showed you on that and on that group okay where now your your spirit your soul is getting transformed to the image of christ in you you're believing right about who you are righteousness consciousness and righteousness consciousness leads to even divine health in your body even as your soul is getting saved be transformed even that that you may uh, you may prosper and live in divine health even as your soul is prospering and prospering into not condemnation prospering into righteousness consciousness that you are a son of his blood okay so of sin of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me of righteousness because i go to the father and they see me no more and of judgment because the ruler of this world not you your judgment my judgment jesus took it on the cross the ruler of this world is judged he's under your feet okay i still have many things to say to you but you cannot bear them now that's what he is given to paul remember he didn't give his own disciples who were hanging out with him why didn't he give them all the revelation because they saw him in the flesh that's why it says we do not even regard jesus in the flesh anymore we look at it verse down okay however when he the spirit of truth has come that is the holy spirit he will guide you into all truth he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will tell you things to come he will glorify me and for he will take up what is mine and declare it to you what is this take up what is mine and declare it to you your divine nature all the promises of god the inheritance that he has for you that means oh 
Sheetal, you can't fall sick. It's not in your nature. You're a new creation. You're born from above. Whatever you lay your hands to do will prosper now. You are a father's son. Cast all your cares on me because I care for you. Let go of that worry that comes from the, the, the fallen nature, that comes from the devil that he programmed in your, in your soul. And now can I have that dominion there? Can I have my life in there? The tree of life. That's what he's doing. Okay. And so he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. 1 Corinthians 15, 21. See this. So you see, just as death came into the world through one man, the resurrection from the dead has also begun through another man. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. That's what is happening. That's what is happening in this, this picture that I showed you here. Okay. When Adam fell, it, it was all three. There has to be spirit, soul, body together. We never got to know what the soul would look like because he already sinned. And then he spiritually died. And so this mind of yours or this ever since you were born has been programmed by death. Your body is already dead. And it's been programmed death mindset. And even as you get born again, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Okay. What part of you is getting saved? If you don't allow your soul, your mind to get renewed, that's when you don't see your body is still dying. Things, bad things are still happening and you wonder why. It's because you're spiritually awake, but you've not renewed your mind. You're not waking up. And even as you're allowing yourself, you're renewing your mind. Guess what is happening? Your soul is coming into the identity of your spirit man. That means now he's reprogramming you. The father has come into you, convicting your righteousness, removing that death mindset out of you. And even as your soul is getting transformed into the image of Christ in you, that means refeeding it, renewing the mind, believing the new truths about who you are, taking on the divine promises. His divine nature is flowing into you. His divine nature, health, divine health is flowing into you. And that is what is getting saved. Your soul, soul man is getting saved. Okay, uh, <clears throat> so sinner, again, you're not a sinner because of what you do. You're a sinner because Adam sinned. We were sinners. What is the sin today? Not many things. The sin is one sin that we saw in John 16, that they don't believe in him because God has made a way out. So are you a sinner today? No. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Okay, uh, <clears throat> now let's look at this. Where was I? Where was I? Mm. Where was I here? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's read verse 45. Okay. Uh, I'm in 1 Corinthians 15, 21. For so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural and afterwards the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so are all those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Okay, now Jesus comes and tells Nicodemus, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Adam sins, the whole world becomes sinners. That therefore, you're, you were a sinner, not because of what you did. Because Adam was a sinner, sin is in your blood and so you will land up sinning. Now, Jesus comes, redeems you. Now, what part of you got born again? 
the minute you said Jesus come, you believe that he went on the cross, your spirit and his spirit became one spirit. Now, Holy Spirit has come in you and taken dominion. Now, why did Jesus go, have to die in the flesh? Because the law of sin and death is still in your members. You can never get right with God through the flesh. Okay? So Jesus went in the flesh form, paid the price for you and me in the flesh. So that today now, now comes the most beautiful thing. You have to separate yourself from the flesh. Your believing and standing has not got to do with what you're seeing in the flesh. It has got to do with believing your spiritual identity. And this is why it's very important that you believe that little sonship book, that everything that God is saying, it is righteousness by faith. So then you go to the mirror and you look and you just look the same. And then God is telling you, I want you to by faith start believing he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. That you died, Galatians 2.20. It's all Christ in you because it is a truth. I've also seen it in a dream, but you, you have to start believing it that it's all Christ. My whole life is hidden with Christ because everything with God begins by faith. And even as you're believing your spiritual identity, apart from your works, that's why Jesus went, it's apart from your work. I'm not seeing what my flesh is doing and letting it tell me who I am. Your flesh can mess up here and there, but it can't live in sin. Because God has come, the Father has come, His seed has come in and taken dominion over you. So here and there you might miss it, but you can't stay there. Because now He's given you His desires, His art, and He's there to completely have absolute dominion over you. Be absolutely sovereign over you. Okay? But your and my identity is now a spiritual identity. That's why it says the first man, Adam, was born of dust and so are all the people. Born of dust. But born again means born from above. That's what he's telling Nicodemus. And so you believe by faith. That's why all, are all children, God's children? No. Born of the promise are God's children. That means you believe and you become a son. Not through flesh, but spiritual descent. Okay? And even as you're believing your spiritual identity now, because it is the truth, Trust me, everything is catching up to that spiritual identity of yours. Okay, so even as you're getting transformed, in your, you're taking on your new identity, you're believing it, all your resurrection life from you is flowing out even in your, in your this mortal body, given it, giving it the same characteristics of your divine nature. One day you and I are going to have a resurrected body, a glorified body, okay? But right now, in this world, what does he want you to live by? He wants you to live those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of, gift of righteousness will reign in life. That means, how are you going to reign over all the problems? By faith. Believing that you're a son and not letting your flesh tell you that you're not a son. Because the law of sin and death is here. It, it is going to mess up here and there. But you don't allow it to tell you who you are. You separate yourself from the flesh. Okay? 1 Corinthians 15.34 That's why it says, Awake to righteousness. Awake to righteousness and do not sin. For some do not have the knowledge of God. Okay? Now see this. 2 Corinthians 5.16 For we do not commend ourselves again to you, but give you opportunity to boast on our behalf that you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart. For we are beside ourselves. It is, it is for God. Or if we are of sound mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus, 
that if one died for all, then all die. And he died for all, that those who, who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Verse 16. Therefore, from now on, now see this, very important. We regard no one according to the flesh. That means I'm not going to look at Rishi's flesh and tell him who he is. I can't. We regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, we now know him thus no longer. That's why he chose Paul. Because Peter, John, all of them hung out with him. They saw him in the flesh. But he came to fulfill the law. And then God chooses someone who didn't hang out with him. Completely different, Paul, and gave him the revelation of Christ in you. You know what the revelation is right now? It's not Christ outside. It's Christ in you. And my job is to not pull you to me. It's to pull you to Christ in you. It means to remind you, to shake you. A lot of times you'll do those silly things because you forget it's Christ in you. You think it's you. It's all Christ in you. And then the more you're reading and believing, because the separated mind of yours from the tree of knowledge of good and evil constantly tells you you're separated. And that's what you're killing it to the cross. And you're coming into oneness first here. Because everything, the doing part, comes from believing first. I told you, Eve sinned. First she saw herself separated. Then she went and did something foolish. <laughs> if you're do doing things in the flesh, it's because you don't see yourself as one. The more you see yourself as one, from one comes the doing part. What the word is, is what, what the word says is what the word is. And what the word is, is also what the word does. The word became flesh. It's all one. That's why everything comes out of your being, your identity. And what does identity mean? It means who you are. That means you're not, you're not, I'm not going to tell this glass, tell me who I am. Or my experiences tell me who I am. Only the word. I had somebody you're in beloved, right? They had like demonic things and everything going on. And it was all there, but it didn't go with the word. And I said, but cursed is he who went on a tree. How can curses come on you? He died in Galatians. It says he was cursed. He took away the curse. So that now all the curses, nothing, they can't come. You, you, they, they are there in your life because you're sleeping. You don't know you're a son. Wake up and all of these experiences will go. And even as she woke up and started taking on a new identity, new identity, started believing the truth that, yeah, she's a son, that no, it has no dominion over her, that no, I'm not going to sit binding and cancelling all of these things because I'm not in some warfare like the Old Testament, that now Christ's blood has made me a son. If you, if you think you're a sinner, you'll think curses are on you because that's where they come from. If you do something wrong to get something. Sinner, sin. But if you start going into the mind of a son, that I'm a son of his blood, I'm born a son. How many of you have children and your relationship with your children is based on blood? Imagine a child who's waking up every day and trying to earn something by what he is doing. He's an employee, you think, or a slave. And that's what the devil gets you in. He makes God and man. And failing that now with children means children of his blood. So your relationship is apart from works. It's based on blood. And so is the inheritance based on blood. And that's the freedom that you get. And even as it's a father and son relationship that a son loves to boast and say, I'm just like my father. Even as by default, it says in Ezekiel that I have now given them one heart and I will write on their hearts because he's our father. 
he's fathering us and that even as you're believing all your truths about who you are not trying to be it is who you are even if you lose your cool you're not angry the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience self control who oh, it's in my nature self control that's the fruit of the spirit that's who i am that is the truth and even as you start holding on to that truth apart from what you see your flesh acting as you start resting and believing it no this yeah. is the truth you start see it grow okay i think i'm hearing someone's voice let me just please uh can you mute it can someone mute it please mute everybody yeah okay so see this we regard no one in the flesh not even jesus okay not even christ therefore if anyone is in christ he is a new creation a new species a new creation all things have passed away behold all things have become new now all things are of god who has reconciled us to himself through jesus christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation that is that god was in christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing that trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation now then we are ambassadors for christ as though god were pleading through us we implore you on christ's behalf be reconciled to god for he look at this he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us someone jesus did not sin but god made him sin that i might become it's a state of being the righteousness of god in him that's why i'm not a sinner by what you do he became sin who knew no sin that i might become the righteousness of god in christ i'm a son of his blood okay and a son of his blood can sometimes do silly things but it doesn't change who i am my doing doesn't change my standing i'm still a son ambani's son he will do foolish things but he'll still just be ambani's son because he's a son of his blood his standing is in the blood and he'll receive all the inheritance based on the blood okay galatians 3:19 what was the law given okay why was the law given what purpose then does the law serve it was added because of transgressions so one would think why was the law given we showed earlier we talked about the law was given to show sin because people didn't see sin they didn't they're a sinner so what does the law do it shows you that there's sin in you that you need a savior okay why was the law given now see this now imagine god's children have gone away and now they're calling back things good and fathers like how do i get them back oh my children let me get the law just like a guardian just to keep them to keep them listen this is me this is me okay and but still because of sin and death in the flesh it was there in the blood right that's why god needed a lamb offering even in the old because you can't get right with god based on your trying to get get it right you can't it has to be through the blood in the old testament it was through the offerings okay they got the blessing it was symbolic of what christ would do now see this what purpose then does the law serve it was added because of the transgressions because of our sins till the seed should come to whom the promise was made who is this talking about mary till the seed that means they all prophesy they all prophesy they all prophesy from years prophets are praying that the messiah is going to come and then the word is bearing fruit the word is bearing fruit the word is going the word is going and the word is going and then so that the seed will come through mary okay and it was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator now a mediator does not mediate for one only but god is one is the law then against the promises of god certainly not 
for if there had been a law given which would have given life truly righteousness could have been by the law that means if you can get holy by your own you can't even if you want to tell someone get holy by the flesh you can't there is a generation of the church that is trying to get people right with god through the flesh they cannot the flesh has the law of sin and death in you the the this this the body you can't get holy in the body you will get a resurrected body a glorified body one day that will be just like your spirit man okay we believe today are standing by faith not by what you do so look at this certainly not if then there had been uh if then there had been a law given which could have given life truly righteousness would have been by the law but the scripture has confined all under sin all everyone is guilty all have fallen short of the glory of god okay that the promise by faith in jesus christ might be given to those who believe but before faith came that means before jesus came by faith you came into the kingdom right before faith came we were kept under guard by the law kept for the faith which would afterwards be revealed that means the law was only there to lead us to christ it was there as a guardian as just a tutor just keep to christ till the seed would come into mary okay therefore the law was our tutor to bring us to christ that we might be justified by faith and now that christ has come now we become a son by faith you believe christ went paid the price on the cross for all the foolishness that you and i will have done and will ever do he's already paid the price that's why today my identity i don't go by what i'm doing in the flesh i go by what he says about me and that's why to be carnally minded that means someone who is fleshly minded without faith is doing everything by what they see through logic through reasoning is death and they they judge their standing as a son high and low by based on what they do and how good they are they go for so many bible studies they are more holy they don't go they are less holy okay you and i are son to be spiritually minded that means i am a son of his blood it's not based on what i do it's based on i was born from above by christ he's redeemed me back and the more you're getting rooted in this and your every cell in your body trust me is getting programmed to as your believer and even as that believing all your sickness all this this condemnation is even getting going even as your mind is getting aligned to who you are through a spiritual truth that's why you don't let your body your flesh tell you who you are that that's what it means not to be uh, not to be led by the flesh that means you don't let it tell you who you are anymore let the word tell you who you are let the blood tell you who you are who you are and even as you're believing you're taking on his truths now to are in dominion you're in agreement with your father you'll see it manifest in the very thing that has come to trouble you it bows down to you because two are in agreement that's what patience is patience is endurance holding on to who you are your position you're back in the garden you're tending it you're not toiling anymore you're keeping it okay so see this therefore the law was a tutor just to bring us to christ that we might be justified by faith but after faith has come after christ has come we are no longer under a tutor you're not under the law okay for verse 26 you are all sons of god through faith in jesus christ he who is joined to the lord is one spirit with him how are you a son of god by faith through his blood you became a son it's a spiritual identity it's not something you do so just the way adam sinned the whole world became sinners now you believed in jesus 
Now everyone who's believing Jesus is righteous. It's a standing. Righteousness. You're right with God. You're a son of his blood who can do some stupid things sometimes. But it doesn't change and give you an identity of a sinner. You're a son. You're a son doing foolish things. You're still a son of his blood. And the more you get grounded in this, I'm a son of his blood, the devil cannot touch you. Yeah, because you're getting rooted in that. And even as you're waking up to the mind of a son, that I'm just like my father, it's in his divine nature, you will put to death the deeds in your body. Because they're not of you anyways. They come from the evil one. We are children of the father, not the children of the devil. In any way, by default, deep down, you don't want to do those things because you're just like your father. You were born of him. The seed is there in you, okay? Look at this. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Now see this, verse 4. Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, does not differ at all from a slave. That means if you never allow yourself to get renewed, you are living like a slave. Though he is a master of all. That's the fourth picture. You're a son. The third picture that I put there. Okay. You're a son. This guy. This guy, he's born again. But if he doesn't allow his to get renewed into righteousness consciousness, you'll still see sickness in your body. You're still getting defeated. Still things happen. Bad things happen and you're wondering why. Even as you're allowing your soul to get saved, that's what's getting adopted. You're coming into oneness with your spirit man. You're believing your real identities. You're seeing it in your body. You're seeing it in your circumstances. Okay. Let me read that scripture. Okay. Uh, where was I? Where was I? Yeah. As long as he's a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he's a master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. Even so, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who are under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, a slave to the world, to the patterns of the world, to everything that it, it governed, the way you were thinking, everything, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Okay? I don't know if I can, okay, I just have two more verses to go. So let's go, go ahead with that. Uh, to Christ Jesus, okay? 1 John 3. Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness and sin is lawlessness. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins. And in him, there is no sin. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous just as he is righteous. This is what I mean by the three being one. The more you see yourself as a son, like I said, dogs bark, cats meow, pigs go and eat poop. Okay? If you tell a son, a born again, born from above, and you give him a mixed identity of a sinner, he will sin. You're supposed to wake him up because the truth is that his spirit and your spirit came and became one spirit. And the word says that I have given them a new heart. And now I will write on their heart, your father, you're no longer orphaned. And so everything in you just needs to be reminded that, yeah, this is your true nature. Because the truth is when you're born again, if you're really a son, when you believe that what Christ did in you, everything in you 
is just at home back with your father. Everything in you is just like your father, wants to be just like your father. Okay? And so look at this. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. For his seed remains in him and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. That's what it says in Ezekiel. They've got one heart. Everything is up to the seed. You got born again from that seed. Your spiritual identity is what God wants you to believe. Not your flesh. Your flesh can sin. Your body man can do silly things. But just because it does silly things, you don't take on an identity that you're a sinner. You're still a son of his blood. Okay? Now look at what the uh, Passion Translation says. Okay, Anyone who continues to live in union with him will not sin. But the one who continues sinning hasn't seen him with discernment or known him by intimate experience. Delightfully loved children, don't let anyone divert, divert you from this truth. The person who keeps doing what is right proves that he is righteous before God, even as the Messiah is righteous. But the one who indulges in a sinful life is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God was revealed was to undo and destroy the works of the devil. Everyone who is truly God's child will refuse to keep sinning because God's seed remains with him and he is unable to continue sinning because he has been fathered by God himself. It's one thing to do silly things. It's another thing to habitually live in it. You cannot. Because his spirit has come into you. And it's there to free you. So a son, when you're truly born again, you are a son of his blood. Can the flesh do silly things? Yes, it can sin here, here and there. But I don't let it tell me who I am. I separate myself. That's what Paul says in Romans. I separate. It's not me who's sinning. It's sin in my members. He does not take an identity. Because the devil wants to give you an identity so that he can get condemnation on you. And through condemnation comes death. That's how sickness and all of this comes in your body. That's why righteousness by faith is so important. It's not just righteous. You're righteous by faith. That's why I'm not trying to get holy through my flesh. No, I believe I'm holy. And then can any sin touch holiness? No. Can anything, disease touch anything that's holy? That's why in the old covenant, in the, in the Holy of Holies, nothing could come in. It would just fry or die. Because nothing can come in the Holy of Holies. Nothing unclean. So same way sickness is something that is unclean. It can't touch you. Because you have... You're holy. You believe first and your body will catch up to it. Everything that you do follows what you are believing, your spiritual identity. Okay? Look at this. Obedience by faith. 1 John 5. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ, is the Christ, is born of God, and everyone who believes in him, who begot, also loves him, who is begotten of him. By this we know that we, are, uh, we love the children of God, that we... When we love God and keep his commandments, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. It is to love one another now. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Everything that you do, your standing today is by faith. Who is he who overcomes, overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. You know that one verse, he who believes that Jesus is the son of God, there's so much truth in it. He who is he who overcomes the world? You. Because Christ is in you. Okay, there's so much in this picture that I want to say. Maybe I'll share it next week. I just want to recap what I shared. Sin is not something you do. Sin, you were born a sinner. So everyone without Christ is a sinner. Without Christ is a sinner. And they'll do silly things. And so it's not what they are doing that makes them sinners. They are, the sin is in the blood. 
okay and that's why the way out what is the conviction what is the sin today that they don't believe in me in john 16 we read that is the only sin and so it's not what you do so you believe in christ now from a sinner state you become a son born from above so even when adam was a sinner and there were people who were sinners and if they did something right it still didn't make them righteous they were still sinners and now that you've become born again born from above you're a son of his blood even if you do some stupid things you're still a son of his blood and now guess what is getting saved here is your mind your soul that is completely destroyed never came into alignment with what the father had his life the tree of life now your soul you're you're renewing your mind you're hearing it righteousness consciousness you're waking up and awake to righteousness sin not and now you've been freed jesus freed you from this whole cycle of sin and death death has been conquered that means you have every right to reign in life you have every right to have every inheritance of the promise added to your account and how are things getting added even as you don't forget it it's added through blood relationship not by what i'm doing i'm not allowing myself to get con condemned i am righteous i am just like my father my inheritance my my standing for why i should receive all the inheritance is because i'm his i'm his by blood and even as you're just you're meditating and you take on those you know the the your divine nature and you're getting all of this this is all who you are even as trials come now you learn to rest because everything comes to tell you you're not a son it's not christ in you it's not it's not and that's when you need to take down those voices those imaginations it says and bring them to the obedience of christ in you no it's him in me whatever is not he will show it to me but it's it that's my standing point i believe who i am first and even as i'm holding that truth you will see those very things bow down to you because he has already conquered it they are under his feet and so they are under yours and who is getting it the father is putting all things under your feet you are not a sinner you're a son a son of his blood born of him born from above that's a spiritual identity so that which is of the flesh is flesh that which is born of the spirit is spirit and you and i are born of spirit and that's what it means our whole life it means the just shall live by faith that means you believe by faith that you're holy even though sometimes you do stupid things and your flesh tells you you're not that's the time you separate no i'm a son of his blood as he is so am i in this world i am holy i am set apart and even as you're believing your oneness with him everything is flowing out of that oneness you will live a holy life trust me because it flows out of who you are identity okay lions give birth to lions jesus the spiritual seed gave birth to a son another son just like him and that's why it says whoever is born of god does not sin because his seed remains in him and he cannot sin it's a spiritual truth so a carnal mind can't understand that because we are so used to getting our identity from what we do comes who we are but in god's way it's not what you do that makes you who you are it's by faith you're born from something okay and that's why you're born again now your identity comes because of who he says everything about a son is by faith you believe it first you believe it that's it if you don't believe carnal it'll just give birth it's flesh it'll lead to death okay that's the standing adam was supposed to begin it by faith he did not he went to get another wife he fell into a realm god pulls you out and he's teaching his sons the same thing he lived by faith you believe your spiritual truth and you'll see the truth is reality it is truth 
I've seen it. That's why I love the word. I don't even love a dream sometimes. Because I'm so used to now getting the truth out of the word that I don't need a dream. I, the word is enough. And experiences will change based on the word. The dreams will change when you get your word believing right. Because this is who I am. Okay. And I align everything to the word. Someone had a dream. It was told me a couple of months ago. Oh, they saw something, uh, something break and something die and this big promise. I said, but as your son, it's not in your nature to lose. Are you going to believe a dream or are you going to believe your spiritual identity? That it's not in your nature to lose. Okay, you even the dream you interpreted through the word that God is saying it's not in your nature to lose. So hold on to the truth, rest in it. That it's not in my nature to lose. And then what if you did lose? Are you going to now let it be like, oh, see, I'm a son. How did that happen? No. Apart from your experiences, you still choose to believe the word because the word is what it says it is. That's why the word became flesh. Jesus is not separate from the word. It's who he is. They're one. Apart from that, I will still believe that it's not in my nature to lose, even if I lose. Because I believe the truth. That's what faith means. You believe it because it says so. And when the devil also knows that you believe apart from it, it doesn't matter. Even if this person loses, still believes because of the word, you're an untouchable. The six, seven time, you're not losing things. Because you went to the cross with it. Your believing has got nothing to do with your experiences. Your believing has got to do because he says so. And it's the truth. That's it. That's your foundation. Okay. So I'm going to close with it today. Uh, I believe you received something. You're, you're a son of his blood. Born from a gap. A son can do silly things. But he's still a son. Okay. And um, that's what I want you to get today. So let's pray. Okay. Uh, rest in that. Even as you know, the Holy Spirit is in there convicting you of your righteousness means convicting you of your sonship. Reminding you that you're a son every time you miss it also. Okay, that's what he's doing. And the more you're waking up to that truth, trust me, the flesh has got no hold over you. It says, awake to righteousness and sin not. Okay, we talked about how in uh, last time in spirit, so, uh, spirit and flesh, how do you, what is the way out of flesh? Put on Christ. That means wake up, wake up. So, if, if you're doing silly things, it's because it's, it's okay. It's because of sin in your members. But even as you're waking up to your spiritual truths, that you're just like him, that's why I set your mind on things above, where Christ is, everything. Because the more I look at the flesh, man, it draws me. And it'll tell me I'm just no good. But the more I'm taking on who my father says I am, looking at the light, looking at the sun, everything goes black. That is who I am. Okay? He wants you to live by faith, believe that you're a son of his blood. By faith, believe you're holy. By faith, believe you're spotless, blameless. And even as you're believing that, it's all true. It'll show in the flesh. But you believe first. Okay? You're an untouchable when you believe your spiritual truths. Okay, so let's uh, close in prayer. I want you to say this after me. Say, Father, I thank you. I'm a son in your kingdom. Jesus, you are my high priest. And right now, I give you... Uh, an offering, a tithe of all the increase that you brought to my soul. Of all the increase and the life that you got to my soul. And just begin to worship God. Thank him for all the revelation that you get, uh, got. Thank him for all the understanding. And he's just going to multiply it back to you. Father, I just thank you that through Christ, we are children. We are your sons, sons of your blood. We are no more sinners, but we are sons. 
where saints, Father, sharing, joined, co-heirs with you, one spirit with you, just like you in every way, Father. Holy Spirit, just reveal more and more of your truths, make them alive in us, that we can reign in this life. We can destroy the works of the devil. We can reign over everything, everything that is coming against us. We can reign over it, even as we rest in knowing that we are sons of your blood. I just thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh,